Blessed Holy Saturday, I am Francis Gargani, Redemptorist here at our provincial house in Washington, D.C. It is an honor for me to be with you on this most solemn of days. I am nevertheless conflicted because I'm not sure whether I should be accompanying you, the listener, in your willingness to keep vigil at the tomb of Christ, or to be entering with you into the celebration of the culmination of the morning vigil, the great vigil of vigils, Easter celebration. Allow me then to simply highlight some invitational reflections to help us plunge into the mystery of this most extraordinary day. As you know, the actual Easter festival begins liturgically on Holy Thursday evening. The feast is so central and important in our Christian tradition, it needed to be spread out over three days to allow the experience of the last two days to have full impact on this evening's culminating celebration, there is this invitation to pause and enter into contemplative silence. Like the period after Easter, when the newly baptized are gathered to reflect and share the new life they now experience in the great sacramental rites of initiation, that period called mystagogia, this holy Saturday morning is similar. We can ask ourselves over the last two days, what did I see? What did I hear? What did I feel, touch? What did I smell? What kind of God is revealed in the washing of feet? or in the supper of such self-giving sacrificial love, not to mention the God revealed in the wood of the cross. What words of that Holy Thursday Gospel, Good Friday Passion reading, are still echoing inside of me? So it seems to me we should invite the Spirit to lead us to enter into the sacred emptiness of this morning's vigil by the tomb. Somehow not to make believe that Jesus the Christ is relegated to his tomb, just waiting for his cue to be raised to life, but rather to perhaps wait at the tomb for the many laid there buried by the forces of evil and hatred, injustice and oppression, torture and rejection. We must keep vigil for the many who go unnamed in the great struggles against racism, sexism, consumerism, every ism that demeans and destroys people and creation. If possible, we should avoid as much as possible activity and noise to fast not only from a certain amount of food that is healthy for us to do so, but to fast from all distraction and busyness, from all social media, 
Today, during the day, we need to discipline ourselves to just sit, wait, and be still with the symbols of Holy Thursday and Good Friday still penetrating our senses, we can trust that emptiness will cleanse us of facile and cheap talk about God. The darkness of the tomb demands we encounter the God whom we cannot contain or control. Before the tomb, we must become vulnerable and dependent, stripped of defenses and manipulative self-interest. Before the tomb, the awe and otherness of God become our felt reality. It is from such emptiness we then will glimpse the paschal fire that irresistibly will draw us into the first movement of the great symphony of the vigil. Its fire illumines our Easter Paschal candle that symbolizes Christ alive, whose irresistible light we follow into the darkened gathering space. It is by that light we first attend this sung exultant that heralds what the Christ in his death and resurrection means to us. Oh, happy fault, the cantor cries out. Oh, Felix culpa, for Christ alive doesn't merely restore the garden of Eve and Adam, but in his blood has begun the very kingdom of God on this earth. We then gather for the second movement around the candle firelight of all gathered, welcoming the telling of our salvation story, beginning with the very first book of our scriptures. From the story of creation in Genesis, God's creative overflow of love, to the Exodus story of the escape of our mothers and fathers from the slavery of Egypt, we can't get enough of the story of our origin, our ancestors, our heritage. Bells are then rung, lights flood the assembly, and candles of the sanctuary are lit as the Gloria, having been silenced the entire Lenten season, is joyously sung, proclaiming that Christ indeed has been raised. And after the opening prayer, Paul cries out in his letter to the Romans, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. Alleluia's burst forth from us, buried for 40 days, for Christ has been raised. Go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, as he told you. All now leads to the third movement of this Easter symphony, invoking the saintly court of heaven who are always with us, witnessing our work of praise and thanksgiving, helping us bless the living water of our baptismal bath, and joining us as we renew our baptismal vows, along with catechumens throughout the world, being born anew in Christ's death and resurrection. The liturgy of the Eucharist climaxes this holy Saturday night, our fourth movement to this great Easter symphony, seated together at the table of this Easter feast, 
with our newborn Christ disciples hungry for the sacrament of life, we are transformed anew with them in the great thanksgiving offering of Christ's death and resurrection. Sealed in the very body and blood of Christ as the living church, we revel in our identity together as the Alleluia Easter people of God. Blessed Easter to us all. Amen. <laughs>